Welcome back to another episode of the Break the Bank Podcast. This is your boy Lurk, as always, joined by my guys X and Dion. Today we're gonna give some midseason NFL predictions, talk a little bit about Odell and the Cleveland Browns situation, where he ends up next. NBA players complaining about the officiating. Let's start off with the Nikola Jokic and the Morris beef. Now it's um, spilled over into Twitter, but it all started with a cheap shot from Jokic after he ain't like more. Mar- which one was it? Marcus? Marquise? I don't know. Marquise. Marquise. Well, he threw an elbow into his chest. More um, Jokic ain't like it. Pretty much tackled him from behind. Hit him with a shoulder block from the WWE games from back in the days. And that now people all over the internet praising the Jokic brothers, talking about people need to watch out for them. Dion, I want to start with you. I want to get your take on this because you you've been on Twitter talking your shit. Yeah, I think I think the Jokic brothers are all bitches, to be honest. Um, I mean, one of their brothers allegedly hit a woman. I'm never gonna be afraid of somebody that does that. Uh, Nicola, in my opinion, has a history of being a bitch on the court. The foul Markeef did, Jokic does ten times a game to somebody. Like, <sighs> there is no leader in those take fouls on a fast break. Like, no one does it more than Jokic. And but it wasn't under- just a take foul, Dion. It was, but Markeef, Markeef said it himself. He, the way he fouls somebody is, it's a hard foul. And um, what I didn't like that Markeef did, I didn't, I didn't like that he turned his back. I feel like that was some sucker shit. Like, he was trying to get that reaction from Nicola, and he got it. Um, I do think. I do think an MVP kind of has to keep his cool a little bit better there. You know what I mean? Like if we're being completely honest, because um, if Markeith really wanted to do something, he's not going to turn his back. He he literally turned his back to get that reaction and he got it, which I mean, good for him. Um, what Jokic did was bitch made though, man. Like that, I mean, that was some It was, shit. but I ain't going to lie because it was one of the Morris twins. I liked it. I don't yeah, like you, you can go ahead and talk shit about the Morris twins if you want to. I'm gonna I'm gonna not do that. I don't I don't I don't like I don't like them and their antics on the court though. They're they're good players in their roles, but they pull shit like this all the time, if not worse. A lot of borderline dirty plays have come from the Morris twins. Not even borderline, bro. Just, no, they're flat dirty. Out, just dirty. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, bro, because when that, when that shit first happened, they had only showed the one camera angle where it was behind Jokic. And so it, it a lot of people couldn't really see. But I said it on Twitter, I was like, yo, bro, that was subtly, like, it was subtle, but it was a dirty-ass play. You can tell that he led with his forearm slash elbow into his, because, you know, Jokic had his hands up. So he put his elbow right in his rib cage, like, that was dirty, and that's why he walked away because he knew what he did. It was like it was yeah. like when Odell he he was headhunting Josh Norman. Like he really ran across the court just to catch him with an elbow to the chest. And the thing is, the game was already out of question, so it wasn't even like yo, take a hard foul, keep the game competitive, bro. They they was the Nuggets was toying with him, and that's really what it was. He was tight. It was getting blown out. He made a dirty play, and then shout out to Jokic. Look, there's a lot of NBA players that are soft. You know what I'm saying? They don't really want to fight. I get Jokic. Look, he maybe he won't win, but he was ready to throw hands if need be. So at that point, I respect that part of it. But that was some dirty shit that Morris did. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but I, that doesn't change the fact that what Jokic did was dirtier. He had his back to him. 
He knocked him to the ground. He hit him pretty hard. Yeah, but what what, what you expecting him to do? You're expecting to tap him on the shoulder, say, "Hey, nah, nah, me, nah, sir. Nah, 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 mind nah. turning around for me look, for look. a second? I'd like to shove." I'm him not in the saying, chest. like I said, I liked what he did because who he did it to, but that doesn't change the fact that like he kind of wilded it out. Like the one game suspension he got was was warranted. I also don't know if Jokic really wants to fight anybody. I remember Devin Booker standing over him in the. Was it the Western Conference Finals or semifinals? Uh, whenever they played in the playoffs last year, I remember him getting poked, punked by Devin Booker. Um, he dates a Kardashian, so I would nah, never. Nah, but Booker, yo, Booker got hands. And Booker got hands. This video of him in college, you know what I'm saying? Video like, of him in college? Yeah. Who was walking like some out some elevator? They was messing Is that with the, like, Oh, that was the shit with Cameron Payne, right? Yeah, he was somebody. with Cameron Payne on the elevator. I had to put the beats on somebody real quick. Yeah, oh, for but, real. But Booker came out, threw hands on like two, three dudes, and was was about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, still dates a Kardashian. I mean, yeah, but you know, give him I forgot for about that video. Yo, your memory is crazy, X. He dates a Kardashian. I didn't matter. Did y'all, peep, did y'all peep the the picture that went viral on Twitter with the with the Heat players standing outside the the Nuggets yeah. locker room? Tell me that shit didn't look like a photo op. Bruh, with, the, with the security guard in the doorway, everybody looking up over his shoulders. Like they look like teenage teenagers trying to see over the circle into it's the was, school it, it was funnier because... when I thought he was actually security. But now that I know that he's like their salary cap expert, Andy Ellisberg, it's like, okay, I can see why you're not gonna push your way past J- Jimmy also said he wasn't there waiting on Jokic too. He said he was waiting on uh some coach. Oh, it, or something like that. There's some some dude from the Nuggets is who it wasn't necessarily Jokic, but, it, but it was he was some, ready to fight, or they was ready, or they wanted to talk. Nah, he he was waiting in the. He was, oh, he wanted. Oh, yeah, it. he was there. What oh, so set the whole Jimmy time off the whole, Jimmy was. Yeah, he wasn't. Out, he wasn't it wasn't to Jokic. It was he was not. Nah, because Jokic was sitting on the bench, like yeah. looking off in the space. He, so I figured he was, and then I think like Monty Morris was standing by Jokic, and he was looking like I know Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy said after the game, he didn't even know. Uh, like in the moment, like Jokic shoved Morris, and then you see Jim. You know, there's that picture of Jimmy pushing Jokic, and everyone was like, "If you wanted to do something, you could have done it there." He's like, "Yeah, I didn't even know what happened in that moment." It wasn't until um, the refs went to the replay review, and you could see it on the big screen that Jimmy was like, "Oh shit!" That makes sense. Because Jimmy, like, bro, I I know people want to like make it seem like Jimmy's not about that life. If there's one dude in the league that's about that life, it's Jimmy Butler. Look, he went and once he once I learned what he, he did in that Minnesota practice, bro, you don't do what you did in that Minnesota practice unless you you prepare for the consequences because mm. somebody should have snuffed him. You know what I'm saying? So even if he's not the realist, everybody on that Minnesota team is soft for letting him do what he did. You if you mean? can survive being homeless for as long as Jimmy Butler did as a teenager, man, you you are a stronger man than me. Like for real, and you ready for anything? You know what I think? I think a lot of people equate being the biggest guy with being the toughest. Like, bro, being tough means you're willing to get your ass kicked. You know what I'm saying? Because the real dudes know. Look, if you have a hundred fights, you're gonna you might win fifty, you might lose fifty. But being even willing to lose fifty is what makes you tough. Not because you're the biggest, strongest dude. Like it don't take no heart to be the biggest, strongest dude in the room. I I I can tell you right now, if I'm at the bar with my boys, I have a lot more confidence than if I'm somewhere by myself and some shit pops. If I'm somewhere by myself and some shit pops off, it's much more likely I go running for the hills. If I'm at the bar, (laughs) he's gotten way off topic. 
we've gotten way too far off topic, but X brings up a good point that I want to get at, and that's toughness. The NBA, the players are losing their toughness to the point where they're complaining because they're not getting calls. This is the softest the NBA has been in forever. And players are complaining that the game is too physical because they got used to getting those bullshit foul calls. Now, granted, there have been a lot of calls that the refs miss. There always will be calls that the refs miss. They're humans. It happens. And they're still a mafia. But with that being said, the fact that players are out there complaining, Damian Lillard speaking out, Trey Young's complaining, uh, who was it, James Harden was complaining, and it's only going to keep getting worse. They're already complaining about them changing the basketball, which is understandable. Yeah. But I mean, y'all want the freedom yeah. of movement. Y'all want the freedom of movement. Y'all don't want the, like, they, they want to combat the, the non-basketball fouls and the foul baiting and the flopping and manipulating the game. But... Honestly, to keep it real with you, look, I don't even think it's a matter of toughness. I think it's a matter of laziness. I think the worst kept secret is that, yo, NBA players really don't like the regular season. Like, it's boring to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why, look, everybody clown Trey Young for what he said about the regular season being tough and it being boring and him having to dig deep. But it's real. NBA players don't give a shit about the regular season. And those fouls was just an... It was a it was a way to get bailed out, pretty much. I don't really feel like doing what I need to do to get into the paint, but I know if I pump fake and throw myself into the dude, I'll get three free throws. But now that they actually got to work for their points, it's like yo, I don't really I don't really want to muster the energy to do all that. You know what I'm saying? So more than anything, I just think it's NBA players, you know what I'm saying, not having a lazy way out anymore. So what do you, you know think about players like Damian Lillard that says? And this it is not verbatim. This is not this is not verbatim. But pretty much Damian Lillard said that he was never worried about the the new foul changes, the rules to the foul calls, because he was never a player that was doing all that stuff that you just mentioned. But they're letting defenders get away with way too much and way more than they have in the past. And they're missing a lot of calls and it's bullshit and all this. Well, the refs don't want to lose their jobs. Remember, the refs are always like, pretty much graded on their performance. So anytime that there's a new rule in effect, they're going to be graded on how well they're adjusting to the new rule. So they're willing to blow, they're willing to miss an easy foul call as as long as they don't call a cheap foul. Why? Because they're in, it's self-interest. I'm not going to get demoted or you're not going to send me to the G League, so fuck it. I'm, I'm going to be blind to the foul as long as I make sure that I don't fuck up the calls that I don't need to fuck up. You know what I'm saying? And that's all that is. Yeah, now before before Dion gives his input on the situation, I just want to know real quick. How do you feel so far about how things have been going? Because it's even affected people like your boy Luca. Even his numbers are down. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's, it's, it's such a more free-flowing game that I love it. The games are shorter. You know what I'm saying? You don't have two minutes of game time taking up 15 minutes because of all the ticky-tack fouls. So... As a basketball fan, I love it. Now, do I understand why Luca gets frustrated? Yeah, of course. But I'm a gambler, so I watch more than just Luca. So just watching the league, I love it. I think it's interesting who's complaining and who isn't complaining. I think you you're not. Katie hasn't complained once. Steph hasn't complained once. There's a lot of dudes out there that tried to keep up, 
that maybe couldn't actually keep up and gimmickly got their way towards that. And now reality setting in. And um, I don't feel bad for them at all. Fuck them. That's what they get. Like you try to cheat the game. You try to play little games and they fix that shit. You still need to be able to score. If you can't score because they changed a couple different foul calls, give me a break, bro. And yeah, Steph has, and to be honest, Steph hasn't even been that good this year. I disagree. a habit. I, I disagree with the part about Steph not being that good. Steph has been, been good pretty great. Like maybe you have higher standards than the rest of us, but Steph hasn't has been, been that good this year. He's been pretty great, but um, he hasn't been as efficient. You know what I'm he saying? He hasn't been that good this year. Yeah, he, he uh, I don't think but, I don't think anybody has been that efficient, and I think that Katie's been that leans more. He's been, but not as. I got to look at his exact percentages. I think he has a career high think, in true shooting. But, so. but KD isn't the playmaker that Curry is. No, but, but most and of the, the league, the gravity is down after they changed to that Wilson basketball this year. Like, yeah, you know, even, Steph, the, the league has like, even been I'm looking saying, at modifying the basketball. We're not even a month into the season. I'm not saying Steph isn't impacting the game. Like, motherfuckers averaging like 26, 7, and 6 or some shit like that. But... It if wasn't what can, it was last year when they were winning solely the, because he was shooting lights out. But like, it's not like we don't need to do that anymore. So like it's fine. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. But like if he could shoot the fucking ball, he'd be averaging thirty five. This motherfucker's missing wide open shots left and right. Like yeah, his Steph looks. Is shooting, uh, Steph is shooting forty two point nine percent from the field. That's yeah. a career low if you don't count the season where he only played five games when he broke his hand. Look, and I don't like to give Deion Boy credit, but. That and boy is defending his ass off. Draymond's defending. Look, and look, you Yo, see but the he's difference still, with Draymond. He's, where, he's still averaging 27.6 points per game. It's, that's great. Like he's, like, he's playing fine. But, like, the thing is, is he could be averaging more if he could shoot the ball. Like, we ain't, like this ain't no participation Curry, trophy. Curry's in competition with himself. Maybe if he was yeah. shooting, I don't, I don't know. Because maybe if he was shooting better, he probably averaged maybe, like, two or three points more. But nah. the, the Warriors, but if he's shooting better, Bro, the I don't Warriors think are probably him. blowing teams out and Good. he's sitting out the fourth quarter again. It's the, dif- it's the difference between him averaging 27 and, like, 33, 34. But the thing is this. They... They, they play so well on defense that they don't need to score 110, 115 to beat you. They can score 100, 105, and they're going to hold you to 90, 95. And so because of that, they can withstand Curry not shooting lights out. But he's still Curry. It's just he's in competition with different ver- other versions of himself. So he's still Curry. He's just not, you know, oh, shit, he's going off for 60 in the garden, Curry. Not Not yet. And honestly, like, like Wiggins isn't playing like offensively. I don't think he's playing that good um, defensively. Well, he's playing pretty good today offensively, but uh, defensively, obviously, he's been phenomenal. The emergence of Jordan Poole is obviously going to take away from Steph Curry statistically, but the emergence of Jordan Poole is getting Steph looks he hasn't gotten since KD left. And I'm not saying Jordan Poole is KD, but this is the first time in two years there's been another ball handler on the court. There's been somebody else that can create their own shot consistently. I mean, Wiggins can, but he's so, like, you don't know what is, Wiggins Dion, is showing up. Y'all don't, y'all don't want Curry to have to average 33 because, exactly. A, he's not having to work as hard for his looks as he was last year, which means he's going to be more rested and the chances of him getting hurt decrease as if you need Curry to be that guy who's just exactly. going one-on-four trying to create shots. Like, nah. 
bro, let pool do his thing. Let the shooters do their thing. And then when we need you to come through in the fourth, or if we need your space to create open looks for other guys, then go do that. But he doesn't have to do that all game. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like and that's he, the best thing for the Warriors. He's playing fine. He's probably him and KD are the MVP front runners. I don't think there's anyone that would debate that right now. And given the record, he's probably the front runner. It's only been 10 games, yeah. but he's probably the front runner. That being said, he's missing wide open looks. Just like there's no KD's efficiency, real quick. Because you have blood you said he's shooting a career high on two pointers. But his three pointer, his three pointer is down, and his. I said it's true. I said it's true shooting. I know, I know, I know. You said a career high in true shooting percentage. I'm telling you, like, he's shooting a career high on two pointers. It's sixty three percent. That's crazy. But his free throw percentage is a career where it's eighty two percent, and his. Three pointers down from last year, but it's still pretty so, good at thirty eight percent. Is his true what's, shooting what's percentage a career like, high or not? Like, was that is his true shooting percentage a career high or not? I don't even care. I'm you brought up that I said he had a career high in true shooting percentage and rattled off four stats I didn't even bring up. I had no idea what his. Oh, no, that's the breakdown of the true shooting percentage, but. I know. I just wanted to talk about the fact that he's shooting a career high from two um, on two pointers. I just added the extra stuff. He's shooting a career high on two pointers um, during a league that's supposed to be more physical, et cetera. Like I'm just saying, bro. Like um, as someone that's obviously I've been watching the Warriors for years, and we're all degenerate gamblers. I've been watching every team for years. I've been complaining for years that these dudes get calls that the Warriors don't get. And I feel extremely vindicated listening to Damian Lillard, Trey Young, James Harden <laughs> complain that they're not getting enough calls. Well, my dudes, maybe, maybe KD's in Brooklyn now, but my guys aren't saying a fucking word and they're just hooping. And to me, it's just, it's like, it's, it's an issue, bro. Like there's a lot of people that say, um, Oh, Steph doesn't get calls because he doesn't drive. That's not true. He just doesn't get fucking calls. Like I've been saying it for years. Like you, he does not get calls. A two-time MVP, a three-time world champion. You think would get? And now we're seeing it. He's used to this shit. It is what it is for him. Still not playing very good, but it is what it is for him. He's not going to complain about it. These dudes are clowns. These dudes are clowns for complaining about it. Adapt or die. They're like, they're, that's all you can do, bro. It's adapt or die. <laughs> but let's, I mean, but let's be real. They're going to adapt. They're going to adapt. They're, they're, they're going to adapt. Way, do, do you think yeah. that they adapt or do you yes. think that the officiating becomes a little more balanced than the it just go of old habits? Them. The thing is like, you know, okay, when I see the defender's arm extended, if I rip through and throw my hands up, I'm going to get two free throws. So your mind is just trained. Oh, shit. His arm is extended. I can go underneath. Let me try to rip move. And then your body just naturally goes for it. And then you don't get the foul well, call. Remember, um, before that was an automatic shooting foul and KD lived at the line because of it. Right. And they, well, and they took OKD. it away. Yeah. They took it away and they put it on the floor. And Katie, oh, Wiggins just dunked on Cat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nah, that's what. If my headphone wasn't on, I was about to come flying out of this chair. That shit pulled. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a shooting foul, and then they changed it, and Katie, it was on the floor, and you saw Katie. He, 
he knew when we were in the bonus, I'm going to rip through. When we're not in the bonus, I'm not going to do that shit. Unless it's like later in the shot clock. But you can see the way he adapted to it the same way X is talking about they're going to adapt. I think that these these are far too talented. We're talking about Damian Lillard, Trey Young. And they would, bro, bro. the way that they would even, when they were faced up, right, they would hold the ball out in front of them and kind of move it circular because they knew naturally the defender's hand was going to try and reach in a cookie jar and then boom, rip through, get two feet though. So like I said, it's just a matter of time. You know what I'm saying? And look, legitimately, some players have been getting hammered. But like I said earlier, it's the refs just it's self-preservation, you know what I'm saying? But there'll be there was an overcorrection and they'll regress back to like a nice comfortable place where they'll start calling legit fouls, but they're not gonna call the bullshit. And ultimately that's what we all want anyway. So and no, it's look, a play, it's a playoff it, atmosphere for 82 games. I think this benefits these dudes. Yeah, and Dion, and, and y'all can agree with me. Look, Harden was an amazing player the last three years. Those Rockets team were not fun to watch. No. no one wanted to watch no, a fucking free throw fest. Trey no Young. It was 22 seconds of James Harden dribbling the ball, and then he either shot it or passed it. And that's that's what he had to do. So he he used any advantage he could to score points because that the, he was the offense. But like I said, nobody liked watching that shit. So as fans, by the time the playoffs roll around, we will benefit from this. In the short term, the great players will adjust. And by the time the playoffs come around, we're going to see a much more free-flowing legit basketball game and ultimately that's what we all want so. I, I think the players will benefit too um i mean obviously the warriors were a far more talented team than anybody else but when you play every game with a playoff like atmosphere from the refs all the way down to the fans of the other players you're once the playoffs roll around you're not starstruck you're not adapting or anything that was one of houston's biggest issues is they would do that clown shit playoffs would come around harden's not getting the calls anymore all of a sudden harden isn't harden they have no backup plan so it was, it's the Joe Flacco. I'm going to throw the Hail Mary. It'll be under the throne. The defender head won't be turned around, and then I'll get a 60 yard pass in the frame's call. It is just all, it's just trying to get bailed out. That's yeah. all it is. You know what? I appreciate you, though, X, because every time I get into the conversation, you guys. I'm a professional you podcaster. Keep, you guys keep the conversation <laughs> interesting. I'm, and then I, I end up losing track of time, and I'm like, damn, we got to move on to the next topic. And then you'll say something that just triggers the thought for the next topic. First, it was toughness. Now, it's self-preservation. Odell Beckham Jr., he's getting the bad rap in the league. Now you got the media. The, the media has always had it out for him since he was in New York. But now you got people in the media saying he's forced his way out of Cleveland. And he's and just a bunch of negative stuff. Supposedly, word came out from his camp that he's going to take his time making the decision, signing with a new team. But allegedly, there's about eight teams that's offered him a contract and that he's thinking of trying to figure out which way he's going to go. But this is a guy that really has to, like, prove he can still contribute at a high level and that he's not going to be a distraction in the locker room or on the sidelines, especially on the sidelines. Where do you guys think he goes? Do you think he has a chance to turn things around and kind of have something similar to like the AB situation where like he was pretty much done for and then he ends up somewhere like Tampa Bay and all is forgiven? He's not going to Tampa. No, 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 no. I'm not saying specifically Tampa, but him just being able to go somewhere. I would like to see him keep his name out of the headlines for negative reasons. 
Hope the team win the championship. But most of his issues are just about all the bulls. Yeah, I don't I don't know what he's done. It's just injuries, bro. The yeah, problem I don't know is what he's done the injuries, the off the field stuff, like the media what, what just off had the it field out shit, though. Everything the off, from, in Cleveland. What's he done off the field? No, not in Cleveland. It, it, this all goes back to when he was in New York. They've always had it. Uh, out this is your little own little personal vendor because y'all. Suck. No, no, uh, no. But no he's right. I, I got no beef with Odell. I love Odell. That's the look. The way that here's what it is. I'm so the way they frame it is not off field. Is that is the juice worth the squeeze? When you consider the money that he's paid, then you consider the amount of games that he's actually on the field for and his production on the field. That's when he becomes a diva because it's like, all right, is dealing with his personality worth it when he's not on the field for half of the season every year? That's the biggest thing. If Odell was health, didn't have injury history, no one will be talking about off the field issues or is he a diva? Because he'd be putting up the type of production that he's capable of. You know what I'm saying? Because we've seen wide receivers thrive with bad quarterbacks. Odell ain't the first one to have a bad quarterback. The problem is when you miss in every other game, how do you build chemistry? You're not practicing. You're not getting your timing down. And when you see some of the throws where Mayfield is missing is because their timing isn't on the same page. You know what I'm saying? You could blindfold Aaron Rodgers and he'll throw the ball to where it needs to be for Devontae Adams to catch it because of timing, because of chemistry. You can't develop that if you're on the field, on the sideline, riding the fucking stationary bike because you tweaked your hamstring again. That's the biggest issue. We don't know if his on-field production has dipped because we just haven't seen enough of him. And Cleveland is a run-based offense, so he's not going to get the – it's like the wide receivers in Baltimore. I don't know how good they are. They get four targets a game. Who the fuck knows what they're capable of? You know what I'm saying? So – I think that's what it is. He, but he does. It's not like he's getting locked up. It's not like he's punching chicks in the club or nothing like that. Yeah. He just, you know, he wants to win. And no, I give, and Rook, I know I've been rambling. He legitimately wants to win. Any beef he had with Eli was because Eli's was doing mental mistakes that cost us the games. But when Tom Brady does it, he's a fiery fucking leader. When Odell does it, he's a diva wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? A throwback yeah, to the crazy. 90s. Oh, Dell called out Eli a few times for underthrowing or overthrowing wide open passes that, and you know, it led to them losing yeah. by a few points. And Does that really it's so deeper too? than that. It's deeper than that, though. Like when it comes to Odell, certain things, like I understand why people be coming at him, but they be taking it way too far and they really be dragging it. But when I say off the field, I don't mean like stuff like like that he's getting going to jail, becoming a distraction to the organization. But it's more like what you hear in the reports and like from alleged sources or anonymous teammates. Oh, he got shit on for being on a yacht a the in Miami before a playoff game. But really what we don't talk about enough is that the real war criminal war criminal was Victor Cruz because he down on a scully on a yacht in Miami and it was 100 degrees out. And I don't know where the fuck <laughs> he learned that behavior from. But look, Odell, look, I honestly, personally, I want to see him in Green Bay. I'm excited to see what Rodgers can do with two legitimate threats to where you can't just because you can double and you can shave coverage over to Devontae. It doesn't matter. Imagine if you have a legit threat on the other side of the field. Bro, Rodgers is going to put up video game numbers. Now, my brother is a Packers fan, so I do not want to see that happen. But that would be OD. All the Chiefs. Imagine Odell running the McCole Hardman routes. My God. Like, forget about it, bro. All right. It'd be sick. Still the O-line still not doing shit. And look, the league is more fun when Odell is good. I'm, I'm rooting for him. Supposedly, the Falcons have reached out to him. The, the Saints. 
There was a few other teams that I was reading. Gross. I heard the Seahawks for what? Oh, yeah, like, yeah that's what I, I was going to say in the middle of what Wilson reached out to him. Well, not her, but that's what I was reading earlier. That's what I was going to say in the middle of what you were talking about, X. Uh, I'm going to determine if he wants to win in the next day or two. If I find out he went to the Patriots, Saints, or Seahawks, he don't want to win. The Patriots? Nah, no. The Patriots. Where do you, where do you no. where do you think he should go? The Chiefs he, or the I, Packers? Yeah. It, and it shouldn't really even be like a topic of discussion. He says he wants to win. They're the best two teams involved. He says he wants numbers. Neither one of those teams has a number two. The Chiefs don't even really, in my opinion. I love Tyreek Hill. He's not a number one. Like Odell could be like, you know what I mean? Like, like the guy over there. But the thing is this, but if I'm and correct me if I'm wrong, Dion, I believe Beckham restructured his deal to where he actually gave up money. He you know did. what I'm saying? So, so that's why the contract matters. Cause now if he was getting his full salary from Cleveland, he'd already be a pack or a chief. But he's gonna try and recoup some of that money. You know what I'm saying? But let um, me ask you something, X. He needs to recoup some of the money. Does he recoup it this year, or do you go somewhere where you can ball out and you recoup it in the offseason? Yeah, but with his injury history, I don't know if he's in a position to bet on himself. Then you because don't want to if, if he signs for them, but not well. Look, he wants to win, but he also wants to get paid, and I understand <laughs> that. Look, I, I look, get it. In the NFL, look, I get it. Contracts ain't guaranteed. So yeah. my thing is this: if he, let's say he's like, you know what, I'm gonna go to Green Bay for the minimum ball out, and then he pulls his hamstring again and he misses the rest of the regular season, he's not getting a big contract in the off season. You feel what I'm saying? So he needs to recoup as much as he can now. Um, he's not a spring chicken. He's older than a lot of us actually realize. So, you know, I get not wanting to sign for the minimum, but we'll see. It's all, it's all a negotiation ploy. Um, but he'll be, he'll be on the field soon. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm sure teams have already reached out. Yeah. I read, um, I read, uh, the Packers offered him the minimum and that's why he hasn't signed yet is he wants more. I get what you're saying. I was just saying, based on your comment of Odell wants to win, he's always wanted to win. In my opinion, one or two million ain't gonna be the difference here. If you well, want to win, you want to catch fairness, passes. In fairness, I'm saying that was the reason why he was so fiery on the field. Sometimes when they would show on sports and him on the sideline with his helmet off, yelling and you know being pissed off and punching Gatorade coolers, is because he was invested in winning. Because back then we were actually in contention for the playoffs. But I'm not saying that it's like the number one. Now nah, he want to get paid. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so. and um, I, I think he's about to prove that. Uh, specifically if he goes to play with Trevor Simeon. And as an Odell Beckham Jr. fantasy owner, if he pulls a stunt like that, I will never defend him again. Also, Mac Jones, too. I mean, that man never throws the ball past line of scrimmage. I don't care what his, like... Hey, but that's what Odell does. Odell takes a slant, and he'll turn it into a 70-yard touchdown. Mac ain't even throwing those. (sighs) (laughs) let's move on all right so is we go we heading into week 10 we halfway through the season DraftKings has the buffalo bills and the tennessee titans as the top two favorites to win the afc conference and represent the what, what's the chiefs number the chiefs are fourth at plus six fifty, ah. so to make to make the conference the, final, no, to win it, to, oh, to make to, the super, to, to, to make to the Super Bowl, win the AFC. They got the Bills at plus two fifty, the Titans at plus four fifty, the Baltimore Ravens at plus five fifty, and then the Chiefs at plus six fifty. 
Uh, honestly, I'd still pick the Chiefs. Yeah, me too. Those odds. See, I was hoping you were gonna say like plus a thousand, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's that's they beautiful. The yeah. that we would have had to pause a podcast. Yeah, so I, yeah, I would right now. <laughs> I would have needed that one immediately. All right, and then so you both got the Chiefs, right? Winning the AFC. Yeah, I at least had them in the conference finals. Uh, unless Odell goes to Baltimore, and, and even, even then, then yeah, even, even then. then, I don't know. Uh, if, if Odell were to go to Buffalo or if he were to go to one of those teams above him, like, eh. But I think he more than likely goes to the Chiefs or Packers. The Chiefs are going to figure it out eventually. I'm not so yeah. worried about He got to go. Look, he got to go to a pocket passer. And a lot of these teams are against the house of cards. Like, yo, that Titans defense is really bad. That secondary especially is really bad. And they can get exposed. You know what I'm saying? You just have to have the personnel to spread them out. Pause and take advantage of that but if you're like a run-based offense where they could put seven eight in a box then yeah they could you know cover up their terrible ass secondary and jeffrey simmons could i was ready to ask if you lost faith in this in a certain team x but i guess there's no better way to find that out by listing out these nfc conference favorites and see who you pick so DraftKings has (laughs) tampa bay buccaneers at plus 275 as the favorite to win the NFC conference. Gross. The Rams are plus 400. Gross. The Cardinals are plus 500. And mm-hmm. the Packers are plus 550. There's the team. Well, There's I guess I should mention this next team because they're also plus 550, the Dallas nah, Cowboys. You don't nah, need to know. You don't need to know. Nah, you were done with the Packers. Give me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I was only. I was and I don't think we mentioned like, AFC. Well, AFC, I would still say. Chiefs Bills AFC Conference Championship. Oh, yeah, but who is your favorite to win the NFC? Because you was talking about Still the Rams. Still the Rams. Okay. Okay. So you take the Rams at plus, what was that, plus 400? Yeah. And now that they're getting, and the the one thing they were missing was a situational pass rusher, and they just traded for Von Miller, who's not the Von Miller of old, but if you put him next to Donald and he can play one on one every snap, yeah. I like that for the. Do man. you he think the Rams are too snap. deep at wide receiver for Odell to want to go there? Oh, nah, he could take over Van Jefferson snaps. Yeah, but he could take Wood yeah. snaps. No, nah, I'm asking because you I didn't even mention the Rams, <laughs> and that's a team that I thought would be a good place for him to go. Nah, I, mean, I don't think that's partially a good because place I don't want him to go to the Packers because that's my where he's going. Packers fan, like, but I think that's where he goes. He, that's where he goes. Yeah, especially that's... because here's the flip side of things. And then, too, like, for them, Devontae, to, for him to go to the if he goes to the Packers and wins the Super Bowl after the way he, after the way he bummed it in his one playoff game against the Packers. Yeah, well, Eli Manning's not throwing him the ball no more. Um, Bro, he was dropping chest passes there. Also, game. Devontae Adams is a free agent this summer. That's part of the reason I think he goes to the Packers. Well, I mean, he could always go there in the offseason then. Yeah, but you got half a year to build chemistry. If you if your plans you to go there Rogers in the offseason. So you saying Rodgers is there next year? Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know where else Rodgers goes. Oh no, you're wilding. There's no way Rodgers is there. Honestly, uh, he's go- he's going to Denver. He's oh. going to Denver. He's going to Denver. Please, please explain. Bro, if you on this. look, he at the end of the day, when he did his holdout, they restructured his contract in a way to where he could walk. away. It's the same shit yeah. that happened with Brady. Yeah, he can walk away from the Packers. They are not allowed to franchise tag him. And he's going to be an unrestricted. Well, he's not. Agent. He's not a free agent this year. He has another no, no. year on his deal. 
No, no, but he can. He'll he he's gonna be. He'll have a way out of his contract after this year. They yeah, no. So the way out is they restructured to where he can help them facilitate a trade. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But Even, it's not. He's not gonna be able to be cut. Like he's not gonna so be on the open market. He'll be able to pick his next destination. Yes. No facts to, facts. to trade. But no, we agree. We're just saying the same thing differently. Yeah. So because of that, he's already gone. The Packers already planning for post Rogers' life. Denver has a, a decent defense. You know what I'm saying? They've got Judy. They've got Sutton. They've got Fant. They've got KJ Hamler. So they have skill position players, honestly. And so that skill position group is better. Get, so what do they give up to get Aaron Rodgers? A couple firsts. A couple firsts. A couple no firsts in a second. Just, just a couple picks? No. Nah, I mean, if they want a, if they want a couple young players, well, they, they can give whatever up. Yeah, I, I don't know, think Rodgers would allow them to trade any players, to be yeah. honest. It, it might be like a young cornerback. But it's not, not gonna, nobody from the offense no. is getting treated. Sertan's no. not getting dealt. No, no, way. no, no, no. But you know, a linebacker, or maybe they throw him Justin Simmons because they've been refusing to pay Justin Simmons. So maybe they throw him Justin Simmons. Who knows? But I've got Denver one. The Panthers are somewhere. I'm not saying they're number two or three, but you know that that owner David Tepper, he's gonna want to make a splash. That's and if Deshaun. Watson is too toxic, Rogers. And in the third team, that's Deshaun's landing spot. The Dolphins. You know what Why, I'm saying? You think he wants to go to? The, does he? Why would he want to? Contenders? Bro, but the Rogers is lipstick on a pig. When but you look at the tra- so yeah yeah, but bro, look at the know, roster bro. that he has in Green. Bro, that Green Bay defense yeah. is bad. The they're also gonna have like uh because they're gonna have the Niners and Eagles picks. Both those teams stink. Yeah, and they don't even got to give up both. They'll probably they'll probably have to give up one. And maybe like a second round for Rodgers. I don't think they got to give up either. I wouldn't. I would try to hold on to them. But if you're, you know, if, if you're for Green Watson, Bay, you yeah. probably got to give up one or two, if not both. But I think for Rodgers, you can get away with futures. But yeah, but no, Rodgers turned any team that he's done into a contender. You know what I'm saying? So for me, Panthers, Dolphins, and my personal favorite is, or can I mention a sleeper? Vikings. Ah, that's not where I was going. Can I mention one sleeper? Yeah. Niners. No. Hometown team. Yeah, traded too much for Lance. And he's not playing. Yeah, but he was also don't I also don't guarantee that the two people that made that pick are gonna be back. But oh okay. So let's have the conversation real quick because that's an interesting conversation. I think um when you make a trade for a guy that includes your pick this year. That's now probably going to be top 10. You look stupid when you do not play him and you continue to lose. And I believe one of them signed an extension. I think it was John Lynch. I don't think Kyle signed one. If we're assuming that's Kyle Shanahan's guy. So as, as, all right, fine. As a Niners fan, look, I think we a, a dialogue needs to be started about Shanahan. Yeah, but, no facts. But Lynch it's already started. But let's but let's keep oh, it. Oh, and but the dialogue Lynch. can be started on him too. Really? Kinlaw, Ayuk, Solomon Ty, Thomas, Ruben Foster. I fuck with Ayuk, but he's not playing. All right, Ruben Foster off the field issues. Fine. Uh Akilah Witherspoon. Um, Aaron Banks, who we drafted in the second round this year, isn't playing. We have two of the worst guards in the league starting right now. Our third round pick was um Trey Sermon. He's be he's behind our sixth round pick. Now that's not a good look. Did- now Elijah Mitchell can play, so don't get it twisted. Like that was a very good pick. But if he's starting over your third round pick, what are we talking about? 
and first I mean, round pick that's, that strikes me as a Shanahan because I remember when they traded up for that Wisconsin back like two years ago, and he ended he turned out to be dog shit too. I can't remember who who his name Joe something. Joe Williams. Uh, yeah. No, Joe Williams. He, he went, I think he went to, I don't think it was Wisconsin. I think he went to Indiana. It was oh, a big state. State. It's yeah, yeah. a red uniform. Red yeah, uniform. Yeah. Uh, and he was super fast. Oh, Utah. He went to Utah. He went Utah. to Utah. Um, super fast. That's all Shanahan cares about, which is why the Trey Sermon pick was a bit weird because with Shanahan, it's like run in a straight line where I tell you to run and be very fast at doing it. Elijah Mitchell is Raheem Moser 2.0. Both of them are perfect fits for Shanahan, and you can see that. But uh, Trey Sermon in the third round didn't make any sense. Aaron Banks. I mean, but look, I realistic, we, we could point at any GM and look at their draft record and say that it's a fucking complete but, coin toss. But, but the way he structures he his contracts. Yeah, that's, but look, that's not him. That's Parag I don't know how to pronounce the name, but if you can Google it, P-A-R-A-A-G, and then his last name's Marath, M-A-R-A-T-H. But by extension, you got to give Lynch credit for that because, look, they don't give any guaranteed money after the first year. So yeah. that's why they're in the mix every single offseason because, yeah. okay, you stink. We don't, we're not tied to you in any way. So they can literally pivot at any given point and just re- and change the face of their team. And something like that has to be commended. And, yeah, maybe he's not the one out there negotiating contracts, but to bring a guy in and to be savvy enough to understand the importance of doing something like well, that. Parag's been with us since like Trent Balky, like before Harbaugh. He, he he's he's like a 49ers lifer. Gotcha. Um, but giving him what I will say is giving Parag the control of the contracts is genius. The same way whoever the Cowboys GM is um, who gives it away to their salary cap guy is also genius because they're kind of in the same boat where it's like every offseason it's like damn these dudes don't have cap and then all of a sudden they do. Um, so I see where you're going with that. I do agree with it um, to an extent. But there's extent, a reason. But there's extent. a reason why you were feeling the Niners before the year, and it's because your defensive line is loaded. Now, mm-hmm. where I fucked up is when what's his name got injured. The one dude that's always injured. Kinlaw. No, no, no. Or D Ford. No, not D Ford. The, the, the whole the whole defensive line. The slot cornerback. <laughs> no, no, no. The slot uh, cornerback. Uh, Verrett. He was our Verrett. number one. He was our this, number one. Yeah. That kill job because when Verrett plays he's a legitimate cornerback and he can play outside he can play inside that hurt yeah never really replaced Sherman here's my frustration though with the cornerback position specifically one if we were so bad at corner to where Jason Verrett who's hurt every year gets injured and all of a sudden our season's over that's poor roster construction in my opinion you cannot expect him to play 17 games two we drafted three cornerbacks this year. How many of them are starting right now? Yeah, but in fairness. But who's starting? Look, I don't Drake know who they Kirk are. Patrick and Josh Norman. But you drafted fairness, three cornerbacks and they can't me, start. Point <laughs> Come me, on, bro. Point me to the team with the best. Look, for some reason, I don't know what it is. There aren't any good cornerbacks coming out of college. Point me to the team that has two to three above average but we're talking we're talking about josh norman and jay right. kirkpatrick i ain't asking for them to be good i'm not asking for them to be all pros i'm damn near not even asking for them to be average you I'm just have to tough. be below average like i said find me find me a team with two i'm not even saying three now most teams glory jackson and james bradbury bradbury took a step back from last year but i see where you're Still going. above average but why do you think? But that's a, to your proving my point. Rookies, why do you think that the Giants invested so much money in a oh, cornerback that they got cut? Ass. 
and because there's a there's a lack of cornerback talent out there. So you mm-hmm. overpay for a below average to average cornerback because he's the best that's available. So credit the Niners for at least trying to throw shit against the wall and hoping something sticks because it's hard to find a corner. You know what I'm saying? Speaking like, of a team that keeps throwing shit against the wall and hoping that it sticks, the Baltimore Ravens play the Miami Dolphins tomorrow, Thursday night game. They're seven-point favorites. Uh, Dion, I believe you took over. Did I? As the, as the winner last week. Was X that bad? What were the records? Because I don't think I was very good. I got no, fucked actually, out of my... Actually, I probably tied now because X had, what, a half a game above you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, y'all tied now. You went two and three. X went one and four. So I'm ahead. I had by a half oh. game, yeah. Yeah, I'm ahead by a half game. That's All crazy. Right. I, I, To be honest, I figured out. I thought we both went two and three. Um, no, you want to know it, prop. You know, know what's even funnier is um, I almost, I mean, the Niners stink, but I almost got away with one boy. Like, because we, obviously we record this shit on a, Wednesday and um I got Niners plus one and a half. They closed minus six. I almost stole one from y'all. All right. So we got to do our so Thursday. What do you pick. have for the Thursday night game? Uh what'd you say the spread was? Seven. seven Ravens. And a half. Oh I'm showing DraftKings at seven. But oh, oh, probably because I'm looking at the same game parlay. I would buy half a point to be honest. You said seven nah. and a half. You said seven and a half. It's seven. seven. It's seven. It's seven. seven. No, no buying. No buying points. No, I'm talking about in general. In real life. Yeah, yeah. In real life. Yeah. Uh, give me the under. I'm about to pick up the Ravens and defense in literally every fantasy league possible because uh, I have nothing else going for me. So give me the under just because I need it. All right. I'm gonna take Devontae Freeman anytime touchdown plus one seventy. Is he starting? Probably. Boy, I feel I much I better think, about that under if that's the truth. I don't think they're going to give Latavius the rock. Like what about that. Le'Veon? Le'Veon gets... <laughs> they throw him a bone. They give him a goal line carry once in blue. He walks in and he celebrates like he's fucking Jim Brown. That chick kills me I every hate time. Le- Le'Veon. <laughs> I can't stand that dude, man. <laughs> that chick kills me every time. What about you, Like, What you got? Who's starting that QB for the Dolphins? Is it Tua again? Brissett. Oof. You know, I think Brissett's better than Tua. I might have to change my pick. <laughs> That's going to be an ugly game, bro. Yeah, it's going to be. An, it's, we're back to the ugly Thursday games, man. Yeah. All right, so, Dion, you could start off with your, your first pick of the week. Yeah. Um, damn, the Chiefs got a bye week? No, they don't. Chiefs minus two and a half against the Raiders Sunday night game. Okay. Oh, damn. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was back on the practice field today, so. Give me. Oof. All right. I'm going to take the Cardinals. No, I'm going to take the Packers minus three and a half over the Seahawks. Even with a rest back? Did you not know Russ was back? Oh, yeah, that's right. He posted like an IG video, right? Oh, yeah. t- what am I doing? Give me the Rams minus three and a half over the Niners. Light work. Niners sting. I feel like I got to take the Niners because I kept saying how uh, Sean McVay's Kyle Shanahan's son. Yeah, you've been shitting on my Rams pick all since the preseason. So. Hey, man, I, who had the Titans last week? 
Talk to me nicely. First yeah, place. For the, the Chargers-Vikings game, I'm going to take the over 53. This board stinks. Give me the Titans minus two and a half over the Saints. It was my pick. No, because you double, you took the Niners. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, okay, okay. My nah, bad. I still got you down for Titans, even though you rude. Good, Dion. G- give me them too. I saw right, so cancel that because I, <laughs> uh, I want. Yeah, I, look, I'm competitive. I I want a different. I don't want to. You know right. what I'm saying? Well, I got Packers minus three and a half, even with Russ back. All right, cool. All right, so give me. Uh, Rogers is playing, right? Probably. Yeah, they There's haven't said that. Why they should be favored if he's not. Jesus, give me under fifty three in the Vikings charges. Heard it. That's what both y'all got that one right. No, oh, I got oh, you, over. Oh, you, oh, you got, got over? over. Okay. Give me Buccaneers minus nine and a half against Washington. Get a Falcon stink. Give me the Cowboys minus eight over the Falcons. Bro, here's my thing with the Cowboys and that pick because I was staring at it too. I had the Cowboys about six different ways on Sunday against Denver. Oh, no, they fucked me. They fucked me. I said the same thing you said. I said the Broncos stink. It's the And the Cowboys were like eight or nine point favorites. Like, I'm not fucking with them again. Yeah, but look. Dak, look, Dak had a stinker, but Dak was pinpoint accurate the first seven weeks. He had a bad game. I'm not going to expect him to be that shitty again. Yeah, he's better than Josh Allen. Yeah, no, he is. Facts. So, yeah, give me the – I'll take the Cowboys minus eight. I fuck with Dak and I fuck with the Cowboys. My thing is just uh, they burned me on Sunday. I need need a break from them. So, it's a a toxic relationship. I'm going to leave for a couple weeks and then come back. Yeah. No, I had I'm I had to leave the Chargers because they've burned me three weeks in a row. I keep thinking that they, you know, what is their coach? I found Brandon Staley. He's in the conference <laughs> saying all these smart things. I'm like, yo, he gets it. Then they go out there and they fucking stink it up. So I'm quitting the Chargers for a while and the Eagles. Um, I'm gonna take the Cleveland Browns plus two and a half. Damn it. The that was gonna be my money line pick. That was my money line pick yeah, too. I'm double down on that. <laughs> Nah, you know what? I'm gonna take a different money line pick. Uh, give me the Vikings money line against the Chargers. Yeah, that's a good pick. Just because I don't believe in Brandon Staley, I do fuck with Herbert though. It's such a weird dynamic that team <laughs> has, bro. <laughs> I fuck with Herbert so tough. Every time he throws the ball, I'm like, that's gonna be a touchdown, bro. And Keenan, yeah. Mike Williams, freaking Derek Aust- Cook, even Austin Eckler, like, bro, I don't, I don't get it, bro. I don't get it. It's so frustrating because they literally burned me three weeks in a row. It's so insane. All right. For my money line pick, ugh, fuck it. Give me the Eagles plus 135 over the Broncos. I was staring at that one too. But the Eagles. Bro, when I bet <laughs> for them, they burn me. When I yeah. bet against them last week, they blew them niggas out. It's like, bro, I don't know what to do with them anymore. The, that's but, one of those teams I'm just not betting anymore. I'm, yeah, I was going to say, down. maybe you should just stay away. I am going to say this just because we're done with our picks. I am going to bet Niners plus three and a half money. Yeah, I guess I'm going to just double down. And the under. You should just wait because I promise you that line probably gets to four. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to bet it right now. I'll bet it Monday. Yeah. Once the new week hits. We got Eagles money line for X, Vikings money line for Dion, and Browns money line for Lurk. 
X, yeah. you got some teasers for us this week? Yeah, it's, it's some nice teasers this week. Give me the Ravens down to minus one. I don't even know if my teaser hit last week, but probably not because so many upsets. But give me the Ravens minus one, the Bucks minus three and a half, the Cowboys minus two, and the Cardinals minus four and a half. And to answer your question, you went two and two on the teaser last week. Yeah, it was a bro. And I look, honestly, I don't feel bad about how I went last week because it was fucking brutal, bro. Yeah, like, it was a disgusting week. I think uh, if I had to guess, I'd say pretty much everybody took a loss last weekend. It's disgusting how much money I lost on Sunday. Yeah, no. I've been I've been scorching hot on NBA. Like, literally. I hit two 14 parlays this week, a three-team parlay, and a 14 teaser all this week. So my bookie is mad at me because I hit him over the head, but I'm probably going to give most of that back with NFL, man, because it's just so hard to predict. College season is in session beyond. I know you usually give us a few college football picks. If you feel like adding in basketball this week, feel free to do so. Um, The only thing I'll say, I don't know the spread, the line, whatever. Uh, UCLA over Villanova tomorrow is a battle of top five teams. I don't know what the spread is. to be. It probably isn't even out, to be honest, because basketball spreads come out so late, but... Uh, I like that one a lot. Let me let me give you our freebie. I'm actually going to be at the game Saturday. I was going to have this one. Um, I don't Money know line. what the spread is. Take Michigan. But, oh. Take Michigan. We so Michigan, Michigan's minus one and a half. I got Penn State money line. No, bro. Listen. I got Penn State money line. This is a I, classic fraud ball game. I've been – there's no bigger fraud than Penn State, bro. Listen, I've had, <laughs> I have to watch – it's like bird box when they open the chick eyes to stare. Like that's how I feel every Saturday watching my bum ass Penn State team play. They stink, and I know that they're gonna stink it up with me in attendance. So I'm betting Michigan. <laughs> using players from the longest yard, and you probably have a better product on the field. Not, I know, no, no lie. It's just a quarterback. The quarterback that we had before he got injured, we were fucking Iowa up. Ever since he got hurt, we just been dog shit. We can't throw it a pass longer than five yards. So I got them money line. I'll probably take him. If it, it, I'll take the point too, because like, why not? Um, and then I like Notre Dame minus five and a half against Virginia. I think Virginia stinks. Uh, and then my last pick is Arkansas minus two and a half against LSU, another team that stinks. And they don't even have a coach. Their coach is coaching, knowing he's quitting at the end of the year. It's such a bizarre situation. Peaky Barber of coaches. Yeah, they did like a press conference where Coach O and the AD said they mutually agreed to uh, like part ways at the end of the season, but he's going to finish the season out. So it was weird. I've never seen anything like that. Hey, real quick, before I let y'all go, I just want to take my victory lap on Dion, <laughs> who unfortunately enough tried to stand up for Ben Simmons and his right to his own mental health professionals. And look what a money maker bitch do. As soon as they started taking game checks away from Simmons, all of a sudden he's with the Sixers therapist, and it's a shame what he's doing, and it's a shame what the Sixers are doing too. So <laughs> I just want to throw that in there. I was it's, right. It's and, a shame uh, what your barber did to you too. I'm glad you're back look, in New York. Look, look, I had a hat on on the plane. You know what I'm <laughs> Once I apply some steam and brush it out, you're going to see the Puerto Rican curls, you know what I mean? <laughs> My man says steam. He about to, he about to throw conditioner. Nah, that's what I got. He's about to go in, he's about to take a shower, throw conditioner yeah. in his head, leave it in, 
put the do rag on and then brush his no, hair. No, I got face. a steam machine and I apply because my <laughs> hair is naturally curly. So I got to apply the steam and then I brush it out with the with the two in one blow drying brush. Yo, you would think that his hair was Bro. as long as mine, the way he's talking. <laughs> nah, because <laughs> nah, my hair's supposed to go to the back, but you know. I, I would look nuts. If you if do I, that, you're gonna look like us. I, I would look nuts. So I got you know, I gotta finagle it so that it stays to the front. You're gonna you know? look like S ate too much rice and beans if you break your bag. <laughs> nah, his shit worse than mine's. All right, <laughs> all right, the S's hairline, RIP the Nemus hairline, you know what I'm saying? While we had thinking... it, RIP to every ACL, MCL, and PCL in Carter's knees. Carter's hairline ain't that good either. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> It looks like his barber started and then stopped. No, it like it, that ass like it could it look, be good. Like if he if he went to one of our barbers, I'm sure it'd be fine. Yeah, like he just he, gotta let his hair grow out for like three months and yeah. then just start over. But it looked like the barber was on his tippy toes and just kind of slipped. Yeah, and just kind of fucked up the corners. Just, so shout he's out to missing Carter. both corners. Like his hairline's fine though. Like he, you can tell he has like. Like he's not going through any hair deficiencies, no, like no, no. like S or Nima. Like his hairline's fine. He just needs a new barber, and he needs to like, like you know when the barber, you know agency. when you, you know when you don't get a haircut after a long time, and when they cut it, you see like the suntan line. Yeah, Carter got the you same can see thing it right but, now. Yeah, you can see where his hairline should be and where it actually is. The expected value versus actual value. <laughs> the wide gap. Yo, you know expected value versus actual value. Got it. We can end it right there. Good luck, everybody. Hopefully you don't go to the same barber as Carter. <laughs> it's it's not all his fault, man. He goes to an East Lansing barber. What you gonna do? Yo, they well, some Dominicans need to move out there. They'll make a lot of money off of Carter and his friends. No <laughs> offense, Greg, but I'm pretty sure you got the same barber. Greg goes to sports clips. Oh yeah. All right, I'm out of here.